Today is the third Sunday of Advent, and we're working our way around the candles of the Advent wreath. We have seen that the first candle represented hope and the second peace, and today we're going to look at the third candle. And if you have an Advent wreath, you probably have noticed that there are three purple candles around the outside of the wreath and one pink candle. The pink candle is the third candle of Advent, which represents joy. A traditional reading for this day in many churches comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. As a result, the third Sunday of Advent in uh, traditional churches was set aside as special. It was often called Gaudete Sunday after the Latin word for rejoice. Now today, we're going to take a look at a number of scriptures relating to Christmas and joy, And uh, kind of the center scripture will be Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 12, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Now, one of the things people love about Christmas is that it truly is a joyful season. All season long, we celebrate with music and song and light and decorations. We celebrate by getting together with family and friends and by exchanging gifts. So it, it is a joyful time of the year. But I can't help feeling that sometimes the world kind of hijacks our joy in the season from the true joy at the center of Christmas. I'm going to give you an example. This is from a response to my Facebook post regarding worship today. Uh, This person wrote me back and said, Sounds like a sermon that will uplift my grinchy attitude. Happens every year to me. It's all the Santa stuff and the commercialism, buy this, buy that. But wait, where is Jesus in all of that? I'm going to tell Greg that we're going to need to go to Restore this Sunday. Well, I hope after you listen to the message today, Lena, that you have a little bit more joy in your life. Now, when you come right down to it, the real joy at Christmas comes not from the lights and the decorations and the music or presents, but from the true meaning of Christmas. At the very heart of Christmas is an astoundingly good news that Jesus was born as a Savior into this world. From beginning to end, the Christmas story is punctuated with various outbursts and moments of joy, and they all center around the birth of Jesus. So you can't get away from it. You can't get around it. You can't spell Christmas without Christ, and you can't enter into the true joy of the season without Jesus. So today I want us to consider three truths about joy at Christmas. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Joy leads to proclamation, and joy leads to praise. Now, all three of these truths are found right in the very scripture passages which tell us the Christmas story, and these three truths together capture the true meaning of joy at Christmas. So let's start with this first truth. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Well, he brings that joy in so many areas of life, but the joy that is especially associated with his birth is that joy of salvation. Now, we already saw last week that Jesus' name, whether you have it in the Hebrew, Yeshua, which would be Joshua, or in the Greek, the Jesus, means God is salvation. And this week, I want us to see the connection that the Bible makes between salvation and joy. Now, for example, we're going to start back in the Old Testament. We're going to read David's prayer to the Lord in Psalm 51, verse 12, where he says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Now, David wrote this psalm after committing adultery with Bathsheba. Uh, David had sinned greatly against God, but he still understood the connection between salvation and joy. He repented of his sin. He asked God's forgiveness and asked God to restore him to the joy of his salvation. 
we can find the same connection also between salvation and joy in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 12, verse 3, where he writes, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. I mean, what a beautiful image. In this passage, Isaiah is prophesying about the second coming of Jesus, which, as we have seen, is a large part of the focus of the Advent. See, Advent not only reminds us of Jesus' first coming, but also helps us as we anticipate his second coming. Now, last week, we also looked at Isaiah 11, where we saw that when Jesus returns, he's going to bring peace on earth. And that peace includes not only peace among nations, but even to nature and the animals. Isaiah follows it up with chapter 12 by speaking of God's salvation and the joy that accompanies his salvation. See, friends, there's no true joy without salvation. There's no true salvation without joy. The two go together, and they especially go together in these scriptures, which tell us the Christmas story. I mean, for example, we read in the Gospel of Luke how when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth was also pregnant with John the Baptist. Let me read to you Luke 1, verses 39 to 45. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. I got to tell you, friends, I love this. I mean, Mary walks in the house and John, already filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, starts jumping for joy. Now, why is that? Well, it's because, as Elizabeth put it, Mary was the mother of her Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary was Jesus' mother. And John was in close proximity with Jesus, who'd bring salvation for his people. And so John begins jumping with joy in his mother's womb. And you might wonder, well, how is that possible? Well, it's because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, just imagine, you've got two-thirds of the Trinity right here in one house. You've got the, the Spirit filling John in Elizabeth's womb and the Son growing as a child in Mary's womb. Now, the Holy Spirit's role is to glorify Jesus as Savior. The Holy Spirit's job, if you will, is to get excited about Jesus. And so when Jesus enters the house in Mary's womb, John the Baptist, who's filled with the Holy Spirit, just gets all excited about Jesus because the Savior has shown up. Another great example of Jesus bringing the joy of salvation are the wise men in the Gospel of Matthew. They travel a long distance just to see the Messiah and to worship him, this new king of the Jews. Now, they'd seen his star in the east, but they didn't know exactly where he was to be born. So they stopped in Jerusalem and asked the current king, Herod, for additional information. Now, Matthew 2, verses 9 and 10 says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were what? Overjoyed. See, once again, they rejoiced to find the place where Jesus was born. Now, why is that? Because Jesus was the Messiah who had come to bring salvation to his people. See, salvation and joy belong together, and joy and Christmas belong together because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy, especially that joy of salvation. So that's our first point this morning. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. But second, 
joy leads to proclamation. See, he brings the joy of salvation that joy leads us to share the good news of Jesus with other people. And we find this truth demonstrated for us in the story of the angels and the shepherds. This is from Luke chapter 2, the famous Christmas story, starting at verse 8. It says that there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, did you notice the news about Jesus' birth? It's not just news. It's good news. And it's not only good news, it's news of joy. And it's not only good news of joy, it's news of great joy. And it's not only good news of great joy, it's also news great uh, also news of great joy for all the people. But how will all the people know about the good news of great joy unless we share it? See, we share good news with each other all the time. When something good happens, we talk about it with our friends. We post it on Facebook. I was going to say Twitter. I mean, that's been kind of a hot-button issue today. But wherever you, fa- you, post, you post it or share it. See, when the good news is the birth of a baby, we especially uh, share it with others, don't we? We take pictures of the little baby and we send it out birth announcements. We're filled with joy at the birth of a child and the joy naturally leads to proclamation. In other words, we want everyone to know and to share our joy. Now, if we tell everyone about the birth of our own babies, how much more should we proclaim the birth of God's son? I mean, good news is for sharing and there's no better news than the news the angels shared with the shepherds that first Christmas Eve. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And what did the shepherds do when they received this good news of great joy that was for all people? Well, this is verse verses 15 to 18 from Luke chapter 2. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, here it comes, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You see, friends, when the shepherds heard the good news of great joy that was for all the people, first they checked it out for themselves and found everything just as the angel had told them, and after they had checked it out for themselves, what did they do? They shared that joy, that word, with others. Now, why is that? It's because good news is for sharing. This was good news of great joy for all the people and would have been wrong for them to keep it to themselves. See, joy leads to proclamation. Here's our third truth. Joy leads to praise. Well, we find this truth demonstrated for us in two examples from the Christmas story. The first is Mary after she hears the words of prophecy from Elizabeth. Mary was filled with joy and wonder by these words of blessing and favor over her and the child she carried in her womb. Her joy could not be contained, and so suddenly she bursts out in a song. Luke chapter 1, 46 to 49 says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. 
Now, we call this uh, Mary's song, or it's sometimes referred to as the Magnificat, uh, because Mary is magnifying or glorifies the Lord for choosing her to be the mother of Jesus. And note that this joy still has to do with salvation. Mary rejoices in God, her Savior. She is filled with joy at God's goodness, and her joy bubbles over into praise. And then we find this same pattern with the shepherds when they return from sharing the good news of Jesus with the people in town. We read in Luke 2.20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So you see, friends, joy leads to proclamations. So the shepherds went out and spread the word about Jesus and his birth. And so the third candle, the pink candle, the Advent candle of joy, reminds us of these three important aspects of joy relating to Christmas. Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Joy leads to proclamation. And then joy leads to praise. Now, these three aspects of joy at Christmas also become three application points for us to, as we respond to the message today. Here's our first response, our first application, and that is Jesus brings the joy of salvation. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know the joy that comes from having Jesus as your friend and having your sins forgiven? Do you know the joy of being restored to a right relationship with God through Christ the Savior? I mean, the message that the angels gave to the shepherds that first Christmas night is just as applicable to you 2,000 years later, right here, right now. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Friends, there is no true joy without salvation. There's no true joy without, true salvation without joy. Jesus is the reason for the season, if you will. And if you have never trusted Jesus as your Savior, then you are missing out on the true joy of Christmas. And here's another application. Joy leads to proclamation. If you do know Jesus as your Savior, you need to spread the joy. I mean, how many people have you talked about Jesus lately? You don't need to be a trained theologian to share Jesus with other people. Just tell them that Christmas is all about the birth of Jesus who came to be our Savior. Tell them Jesus died on the cross for their sins so they could be forgiven. Tell them Jesus rose from the dead and that he is alive today. And tell them that Jesus is coming back to bring peace on earth. I mean, that's all very good news. And remember, good news is for sharing. If you know Jesus as your Savior, then you know the joy of salvation and that you also know that joy leads to proclamation. And third, joy leads to praise. Praise God every day for your salvation. Praise God every day for his amazing grace. Praise him for his great love and sending his son Jesus to be your Savior. Praise him for his goodness and kindness and forgiving your sins. Praise him for the miracle of the incarnation. You know, God the Son taking on human flesh and being born into our world as a baby. Remember Isaiah 12:3, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So let me encourage you today, friends, with great joy, draw, draw great buckets of praise from your great reservoir of blessings that God has given you. Are you filled with joy this Christmas season yet? You should be, because God is good. Christ is come, and salvation is yours for the asking. Christmas is all about the joy, because joy comes from Jesus, and Christmas is all about him.